With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full faith. And we're talking about consumer Christianity, not the, not the kind that you probably think about, not consuming around the things that, that we buy in the store, that kind of stuff. We're not talking about consuming that kind of way. We're talking about consumer, us, us consuming the Word of God and then becoming producers with the Word of God. Um, the last time we got together, we uh, discussed about uh, us being consumers of the Word, but God began to the place where we were being producers of the Word. Uh, the last thing was that being a producer with the Word, being more than a, a consumer of truth, and then being more, uh, being more embracing of the truth. As we embrace the truth, we can discover some other things as well. This morning, I have another video that I want you to see, and it's going to ask a question that I think you'll want to pay close attention to as you begin to look at it. Uh, the question we'll talk, talk, talk about this. Do you think churches are designed more for their own members or for the wider community? That's the question we're looking at because as consumer Christians, we can get to the place where we just get everything we can just for us and hold it, hold it just for us and not receive it for anybody else but us. But we're going to discover some things in the Word today that will help us understand why we are the church. Let's go ahead and run that video, John. Only two minutes. churches are for the wider community and it's a good thing it's for anybody that wants to become a member of a church so after they sit in on a on a mass or whatnot I think it's a good thing too <laughs> I think it's a good no, thing it's a good thing but they just um, have to be like all accepting of the different people that might want to join Definitely for the wider community because I've been to a church that helped people all the way around the world in South Africa and here they would give out groceries every week and if you paid like 30 bucks a month you could feed a family of five in Africa, South Africa, like totally rural, they don't have food or water and they like build a well and everything. It's, it's not just about the members, unless it's like one of the super churches that, um, that just ask for money and they build a huge facility, but they don't help other people. That's ridiculous. But like otherwise, real churches are like legit. Well, I think that it probably varies based off the church, but I would assume hopefully more for the wider community, but I guess it could vary between the two. something about the uh, young people they're all college students and they all have differing opinions about the church they have different opinions about the church some of them don't even go to church these are these are folks that are just randomly picked but they have to be college students and so some of them that don't even have an idea about what church is about they some say it's for the members only for the members they think of it as an exclusive membership and then there's others that say it's for the world for the world world at large that every the church should be going to all the world well the bible does declare that we should go into all the world and do what Preach the gospel, right? 
So it does tell us to do that. It tells us to do that. This morning we're going to look at Ephesians, and we're going to talk about what it says in Ephesians. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I was going to read the whole chapter. We're going to just start at verse number 11. And we know most of this already. Uh, we talk about the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But as we look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11, uh, we'll discover, I believe, that uh, what the church is really all about. Is it, is it really just for, the, for us as members, or is it just for the, uh, for the, for the, out, the outward community that we, that, that's outside the, the walls of the church? We get a lot of folks that come to church, especially young people, they get to a place where they get excited about the things of God and eventually just take off and go to the mission field. Isn't that exciting? To be able to go to the mission field or go somewhere else beyond the church, and then they go and discover that the church becomes the same church wherever they happen to be. Because it's the same people, right? It's the same folks that become to get saved and eventually have to go somewhere else. And so it's not a matter of just, just being hanging out uh, as a church family and being a family that never, never goes into the world but, but preaches the gospel. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, of, the, of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ, uh, fullness of Christ, that we, we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him uh, who was ahead, Christ, from whom the whole body joined knit together uh, by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, in this passage of scripture, we're going to identify something really strong about the body. The body of Christ and how the body functions. You heard the scripture before, but, but let's look at this a little bit more in detail. And we go back up to verse number 12 again. It said the church is for a reason. These people that have been equipped for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry or the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, verse number 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. The equipping is doing something specifically for what? For the saints. Equipping of the, we don't jump past the saints to equip. Did you hear that? We don't jump past the saints to equip. We stay right where we are with the people that happen to become saints. Because if you remember when you first got saved, hopefully you were in a church that you got saved in and you had a chance to get equipped to do the work of the ministry. See, most of you didn't get saved here at this church, and some of you did, but most of you didn't. Most of you got saved at a church somewhere else, and you had to be equipped to do the work of the ministry. There was a whole purpose of the teaching and preaching that the word of God was to equip you, to equip you as a believer, uh, one that was going to eventually go into all the world, but to do the work of the ministry, where does the ministry actually start? The ministry starts in our own home, starts in our own lives. The ministry that we talk about, doesn't, we don't just send people into the world right away. We start in our own homes, and ministering to our own families, and ministering to folks that we love and appreciate uh, already, folks that have, a, have our ear already. They'll, they'll, they'll be, we'll be able to speak to them right away because they know that they want to they wanna hear a little bit of what we have to say unless we're a little, little bit belligerent sometimes. I was belligerent when I was a young Christian. I was a, I was a little bit strong-minded when I was a young Christian because I thought that my, my father needed to be saved right now. And I, and I told him, you need to be saved right now. You know, I was talking about how bad he was and how terrible he was, and that wasn't the message he needed to hear right there, was it? All the things he didn't do. All the, listen, all the things he didn't do. But see, not being a Christian, he already knew the things he didn't do. But see, Christians, when we minister to the saints, when we minister to the saints, the saints already know what they've been redeemed from. 
And so ministering to the saints causes us to say, okay, now I can do, to do the work of the ministry among the saints is to keep them in a place of walking in wholeness, to keep them walking in peace and love and joy. Because the saints understand where they've come from. I say, I know where I came from. I know the world that I came from. The world that, the, the world that all of us came from was a, a vile world that was so much different than the world we live in today in Christ. And so as we minister to the saints, what ends up happening is that the saints become ones that are going to be compassionate. The saints are going to be the ones that are going to be able to reach out to other saints at some point. And then beyond that, we can minister to the world. We can go to all the world. It says this, for the equipment of the saints for the work of ministry. Now, I, I don't want us to get stuck on thinking that ministry only happens outside the church. How many of you ever need ministry? Personal, one-on-one ministry. Where would you want to get it from beside the same? See, nobody, you see? So, so, so for, the, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, we've got to stop thinking just in terms of being equipped to go out and do some ministry outside. There's a lot of ministry that needs to take place in the church. Oh, you didn't hear me. You see, there's a lot of ministry that needs to take place in the church, and, but because you've been equipped, who ought to be doing it? We should be doing it, right? We should be doing the ministry in the church to the, to the, to the, blood, to the brothers and sisters. That's where ministry actually begins to happen. So we don't just think about terms of, because I think that word ministry kind of throws people off, like, okay, that's serving, I get that part. The work of ministry is going outside the walls and preaching the gospel to the, to the world so they get a chance to understand who Jesus is. That's good. But if we bypass the body, if we bypass the body, the body becomes weak and anemic. Hear this. If, if, if I don't minister to you, you don't minister to me, we don't minister to each other, the body gets weak and anemic. Have you ever heard the statement that the body heals itself? The body heals itself. The body knows what. Listen, if, if, when I have my, 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 my body, I, I stub my toe, my hand immediately says, heal him, heal you hit your knee on something, your hand goes right here, doesn't it? Automatically. Because our body knows how to heal itself. It, it, it wants to respond to comfort, bring comfort back to that same place where pain is right now. Bring right now. You hit your head, all of a sudden your hands go here. You know that, right? You see, we know some things that happen in our physical body. Our physical body, when things go awry in our physical body, we begin to, our body responds to the part that hurts. The body of Christ ought to respond to the part that hurts the same kind of way. So it says the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, here's part, the edifying of who? The body of Christ. So it's not just, again, the world system. It's right back here. Now, these young people are talking about two different things, going to all the wider community, but I don't know that they really understood, some of them did, I don't think they understood that the body is so vital. If the body is not whole and healed, it's not the world's fault. We can't go to the world expecting the world to heal us. We can't go to the world expecting the world to, to solve our concerns. Our concerns are help, helped by the body, working with the body. So for the edifying or the building up, the building up of the body of Christ. Now, it's not just, watch this part, it's not just the building up of the body so we can be a larger body. That, that's a lot of, another thought that comes up. So we got, this, we got this thought process regarding do the work of the ministry so we can make a bigger ministry by going to all the world, right? That's good. Nothing wrong with that. But we, we bypass the body and instead of doing the work of the ministry right here personally, one-on-one, we miss something. 
and then for the edifying of the body, for the, for the building, for, excuse me, for the edifying for the, for the body of Christ, the building up of the body of Christ is not the building up so that we can expand the body of Christ or enlarge the body of Christ. It's to build up the body that's present. It's to build up the souls of the individuals that are present so that the ones that are present can get a hold of the word of God and begin to grow in the things of God. As I be, as, listen, as iron sharpens iron, iron sharpens iron, what does it do? You see, I get, I, get, I get better off when I'm getting sharpened by you too. I get better off that way as well. So it's not a, not a matter of just building up the body so the body can get larger. Build up the body present. Build up the body in your own home. Build, build up the, the little saints that you have running around your house, your grandchildren, your children. Build them up. Build them up. So, so the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith. You see, if we look at this, we can see how this is so involved with the inner workings of the church and not the outside of the church. This is the inner working of the church. We've got the, the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, we've got the, uh, the work of the ministry that's happening inside. We've got the edifying that's happening inside until we all come to the uni unity of the faith. We don't come to the unity of the faith by jumping the folks outside and get united with them. See, see they, have to be, they have to come into the body first before they can get, they can get, we can get to the unity of the faith. The unity of the faith happens among who? Us. So looking at this, we're looking at the inward working in the body. And it's not me just, hear this part, not me just consuming it for myself, but doing something called working. Doing something called edifying. Doing something called equipping. You see, those things actually happen as a result of us getting a hold of the word of God and not keeping it to ourselves, but being just consumers only, but ones that are producing. And so as we're producing, we'll see God do some things there. He says, till we all come to the unity of faith the body, and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. The world does not come to the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man until they begin to be get, until they get what? Born again. And so we're looking at this consumer, this consumer mentality. If this is not happening, watch this, if these things are not happening, it's not because the word is not present. It's the word present, but not working. It's the word present, but not edifying. It's the word present, but not equipping. It's the word present, but not coming to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. But when we come to the knowledge of the Son of God, the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, a perfect man is doing the work of the ministry. Doing the work of the ministry. Going back to the very first verse, number, number 12 there again. He says, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, work of the ministry, edifying the body of Christ, unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. To, a, to the full measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now that's powerful. I want you to read that again for yourself because... When we come to the full measure of the stature of Christ, that's talking about us. That's talking about the body of Christ being strong. That means when every, any one of us had a need or concern happening in our lives, the body is able to respond because we're full. We're complete, the full stature of Christ. It's no longer just me by myself trying to figure the thing out. No longer you by yourself trying to figure the thing out. Because on your own, listen, on our own, we can do very little. Listen. Try it for a little while, come back and talk to me about it, 
living this Christian life by yourself. Try, try it for a while, living this Christian life, doing it with you and a few other people. It takes a whole body. No, no, no. It takes a whole body. No, no. It takes a whole body. The whole body. Listen to this. Now, I'll use Greg as an example. Greg, Greg, Greg has some challenges walking right this very moment. But you know what? Greg can stand up. Greg can stand up. Greg can walk. Greg can run. You know, you know how? If he had somebody standing right by him, he could run. It takes a whole body to do that, right? Until we come to the fullness of Christ. To, to, to fullness. And so in our own lives, we can't get so sidetracked into thinking that we can do this by ourselves and we don't need anybody else. We need other people. And those other people are not outside those doors. The other people are right here. We need each other. And so this, this body, this consumer mentality is not, not us just, well, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to take care of me and mine. And that's how it's going to be. And we're going to be okay. And, and everybody else got to fend for themselves. Aren't you glad that you didn't have to fend for yourself regarding salvation? Aren't you glad you didn't have to fend for yourself regarding healing? Aren't you glad you didn't have to fend for yourself when somebody, when you needed prayer and you couldn't pray on your own? You've been there. You couldn't pray on your own. You couldn't even get a word out of your mouth. You couldn't even think a thought that was good. Aren't you glad somebody else saw that you had a need? Aren't you glad somebody else began to praise God in reference to you? Aren't you glad that somebody else interceded on your behalf? Aren't you glad that somebody brought a, a word of encouragement to you at the time you needed it? Aren't you glad that somebody brought a word of prophecy at the time you needed it? Aren't you glad that God had somebody available to help you? See, those are times that we understand the body then. But we ought to understand the body always because that's what the perfecting the saints of the work of the ministry is all about. That's what the fivefold ministry does. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers do that very thing. Equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ. Hear this. That, that, that. We should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Now, we get winds of doctrine even as believers. How many of you get some stuff every once in a while come across your pathway that you kind of go, what in the world was that? You hear something that somebody's preaching or somebody's teaching and you go, like, what in the world was that? Somebody may be communicating to you that you know it's a, a member of the body of Christ. And they come across with some strange doctrine. But when you're built up, when you're encouraged and you're edified and, and the work of the ministry is being done effectively in, your, in, in our lives, do you know what ends up happening? We're not carried about by that stuff anymore. Because we know we have a body that, that's going to protect us. We know we have a body that's going to keep us whole and, and right. That makes a big difference right there because we're in a, a different spot at that point. So we're not tossed, tossed to and fro, by every, carried about by every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness uh, craftiness of deceitful plotting. All those kind of things still happen in the body. Those kind of things happen in the body. But they're, they're thwarted, they're stopped when the body understands who the body is. Many years ago when we had, um, <laughs> had some folks that were visiting our church or they were here for a while and uh, uh, they were just a part of our congregation, they'd come and they were loving God, they loved God, they just had a different philosophy about God. Different philosophy. I'm not going to name any names, but you, some of you will probably figure it out. They had a different philosophy about God, but they began to do some infiltration in our congregation, in our leadership. 
they begin to identify the weaknesses that people had in their lives. And they come back and tell me about it. And they'd identify another weakness in somebody else's life, and they'd come back and tell me about it. These things that I, were aware, I was aware of. And, but they had some... <laughs> there, you ever know, the, you know what a false prophet is? Okay. False prophecy will come back with the truth only for their own benefit of themselves. You didn't hear me. See, a false prophet will come back with the truth, but only for the benefit of themselves. Not for the benefit of that person or the body. That's not edifying. That's de-edifying, right, <laughs> if there's a word. And so, so that was kind of beginning to happen. So this situation began to happen as we, we, we saw some things going on. And at one of the points, they even came against me. Thank God. Now, Ron might remember this. I won't say the name. But back in the day, we had one of our chief elders of a church at that time. The guy wanted to meet with me. He said, I want to meet with you, Pastor, about this. And, that. and one of the elders stepped in and said, Pastor, we got this. They took him to that room over there next door. I never heard a peep, a peep from that man again regarding anything regarding anybody in this church. I don't know what was said. I don't know what, what happened. I don't know if they shot him or what. I don't know, I don't know what they did. But somehow they got the, that, that spirit out of this church somehow. And so, so when, when those kind of things begin to happen, watch this. So those kind of things begin to happen, the body will look to aid and bring healing to itself. A hurt hand will still put its hand over a hurt knee because the hurt hand knows that it still has the power to bring healing or comfort. So even a hurt part of the body still has effect in healing another part of the body. Let's not get lost here now because, you see, some of us are looking at ourselves and say, well, you don't know how much pain I'm in. You don't know where I am. You don't know that I, I, I suffer. You don't know that I'm going through challenges right now. But listen to this. Somebody else is going through something you don't know about. And they need you. See, that hand needs you. That hand needs you to lay hands upon them so that they can receive the comfort that they need. See, when I'm just a consumer of it, of the word, what I'll do is I'll think about all I can do for me. When I'm just a consumer of the word, all I have to do is think about, okay, well, it's all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me. But when I'm a producer of the word, no matter what condition I might be in, I'll still look to help and aid and edify and build up the body. Because that's what the body also ought to be doing. The perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry starts there. It's not about just being a consumer, but always being a producer. Always being a producer. Jesus on the cross Never the will, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He didn't want to just have his will be done. Listen to this. That would have been a great thing. Father, whew, let this cup pass from me. Father, let, let me get out of this deal. Father, let me, let, me, let me off. No, no, not my will. But yours be done. Some of us in the body are at those places. We're at those places of being in a place of suffering where we think that we can't allow God's will to be done. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you can say to your flesh, not my will. And you can say to God, but yours be done. You can say to God, not, 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 not my will, but yours be done. 
I want to be used the way, Father God, you desire for me to be used. I want to, I've been equipped. I've been equipped by the prophets and the apostles or prophets of Jesus, pastors and teachers. I've been equipped to be able to be edified. I've been, I've been equipped to be able to do the work of the ministry. And I'm starting right in my own body here, Lord God. I, I, I find myself wanting to, to touch, and, touch the body of believers and, and see that they be healed and whole. Because and, I, I feel their pain. I feel their pain. I feel their pain. But when we don't feel the pain anymore, somehow we've disconnected from the body. When you don't feel the pain of, of your spouse, you've disconnected from your spouse. When you don't feel the pain of your family members, you've disconnected from your family members. When you say, I don't care anymore, I'm just kind of pushed them to the side, you've disconnected from your family members. Do you know that happens in the body? But God always has a way. Because the body is more than just a head. The body is more than just you. So when you cut off or we cut off from each other, somehow somebody else will bring healing somehow. We'll watch God do that. We'll watch God do that. I, I watch God minister to people in our congregation over the years, and, and, I, and I watch God, how he has uh, worked through you to bring healing to others. Sometimes I wouldn't find out for months and even years about what somebody did for somebody else. Things are, things are, that's a good thing, by the way, because things are happening when I don't, even, I don't even know about it. You're helping people's families and doing things that I don't have a clue about. It's not about the head knowing everything about doing every, getting things done. It's about the body working and working and working and working and working. Working the ministry, happening that way. Moving on. Verse number 15. Is it 15? But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him. Who is ahead? That one thing, speaking the truth in love. You know, the truth sometimes hurts. Even the truth spoken in love sometimes hurts. No, you didn't hear me. You see, even the truth spoken in love sometimes hurts. People think that when, well, speak the truth in love now, that there's, what they're saying is that be kind and weak minded with me right now, please. To speak the truth in love means I might, I, you, you, you might still get your feelings hurt. You might still walk away crying. To speak the truth in love might, might indicate that you may, may, you may walk away a little bit confused about a situation because the truth has just been spoken. But when you get the chance to know the truth, the truth that you know will make you free. If it's spoken in love, it will penetrate your heart. It will penetrate you and get to you because it's, it's going to edify you. It's going to build you up. See? See, the things that God has established for us, the, the way he has worked uh, for the, the inner workings in the body, is not for us just to be consumers of the word, but to be producers of the word as well. So those of us that are called to be the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher are the producers of the word by speaking the word of God over your life to do the edifying, to do the edifying, to do the edifying, for you, so for you able to do the, the edifying, excuse me, the equipping, rather, so you can do the work of the ministry. 
So you do the work of the ministry in your own home. You're the priest of your own home, men. You're the priest of your own home, women, woman of God. You're, you're the priest, priest in your own home. So at that point, you're doing the edifying. You're, you'll be the ones that's going to bring the unity, the faith, and the, the knowledge of the, to the Son of God. You, you'll be the one to bring it to a perfect man. You'll be the one doing all those things that, to the measure of the, of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You'll be the one doing all that and avoiding being tricked, avoiding being <laughs> having this false doctrine and every wind of doctrine coming along. Avoiding the craftiness and the plotting, the deceitful plotting. And he says, but speaking the truth in love. When somebody comes along, <laughs> I, used to, I used to have prayer here on certain nights of the week. And one of the members years ago, and this is a story, I never thought I'd be a storyteller, but I'm a storyteller now. Years ago, I had a, this fellow would come to pray with me. Once he, every time I'd show up, he'd be in prayer with me all the time. And he always had this prophetic word for me, you know, every time. I mean, every time. Pastor, the Lord said this to you. And I said, okay, good. And so, you know me, I don't respond. I just kind of go, I take it and put it on the shelf and hold on to it. And if it's the Lord, I don't want to back, back, I don't want to say no if it's God. But if it's not God, I'm not going to make him feel bad about it either. I'm not going to make him feel bad about the prophetic word he's given me. So we're getting this prophetic word consistently over and over and over again. And then I, I never get angry. I never get mad at him. But he just got, just, just got, I said this word out loud, he just got ticked off with me. He got mad and angry with me one day. I said, brother, listen, I, I, thank you. He, thank you for the word. I appreciate it. He said, but, you, but you're not doing nothing with the word. I said, well, I'm, I'm still praying on it, brother. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave now. I'm going to lock the door. And you should probably come out because I'm going to lock the door. You can't get out. So he walked out the door with me out, right that door right there. I locked the door. I said, I'm getting in my car right now, and I'm driving away. And this man was so angry at me, he was running behind my car. And right out here, right in the parking lot out here. Running behind my car. Pastor Cedric, Pastor Cedric, Pastor Cedric. I said, what? All I did was speak the truth in love to him. I didn't get angry. Here's the point for you guys, by the way, too. Speak the truth in love. Whether you're being served a, trickery, a word of trickery, whether you're being served some kind of deceitful doctrine, whether you're receiving something that's not good for you, absolutely not good for you, speak the truth in love. God's love always, listen, his love never fails. Never fails. Never get afraid. Wow, these stories. When I first started ministering, and not even here, I was in Sacramento. And I'm close to the pastor. He and I are like really bum, the buddies and everything, and we're pastor close. And, and I'm a brand new baby Christian, right? They've been saved about a year. And I'm an associate pastor in a church after about a year. And I'm just running with the pastor. Everywhere he goes, I'm going. I'm just doing a, just kind of shadowing him a little bit. And as I'm going with him, all these other guys, young guys, because we're all young, young guys, young guys in their 20s and stuff. And so all these other young guys, they had to, they, they, they had to work full-time jobs. I was, I was uh, at a magazine during that time, and so I had a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. And so as I was with the pastor all the time, these guys started getting jealous. They didn't like that because they were hanging out with the pastor all the time. And so they began to tell me, brother, you know he's leading you down the wrong pathway, right? You know, and I said, you know what? God's my protector. I didn't know any better because he was leading me down the wrong pathway. I didn't, the pastor was, <laughs> he's a nutcase. But, 
but 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 I would be I would my prayer life was so so like God help me Lord I'd be praying so I'd be praying fire off the walls right because I'm, I'm I said God you got to protect me and hold me keep me right God all I want to do is be, be a man of God all I want to be, I got to be a Christian all I want to be is a man of God and the pastor people people start telling me brother the pastor leading in the wrong direction and he was but I kept telling him listen God will protect me. God will protect me. God will protect me. And he did. He kept me from hurt, harm, and danger. He kept me from false things that were going on around. I never got implicated in stuff that he was probably involved in. I never got involved with all that kind of stuff because God protected me. So if we, we, get, we, we get built up, edified in the body of Christ, right? And even when we hear negative stuff because we've been built up, this because we've been built up we can have a chance to overcome when the body of christ is built up that's listen how do you think that center point has survived all these years because we've been built up we've been built up to fight against the fight oh say well people say well it's because of me no you know what i'm telling you it's not just because of you it's because of all of us it's because the folks that are not even here right now that are still have been part of the fight and still part of the fight we got folks that are praying for us right now that are not even part of our church right this very moment. They're believing God with us and standing with us right this very moment and believing God for, for better things. And even before I showed up, there was somebody else praying for me to come in. See that? See, see so the body is always being built up, and, we, and we, we, we have responsibility not to forget that. We've got to continue to build the body up. We've got to continue to edify. We've got to be the ones that still continue to say, you know, you know what? I see that need over there. Let me help them meet that need. I see that concern over there. Let me help you meet that concern. I see that person that needs a word right now. Let me give that word of encouragement. Let me, let, me, let me just lay my hand on somebody's shoulder. Let God do that to you and see a whole different life. Be a consumer or be a producer. Everything that Ephesians 4, 11 through, what I just read here, 16, is about being a consumer producer. Not just a consumer. It starts with the five-fold ministry doing what? Equipping the saints to become producers. It's not about becoming consumers only. Not hearers only, but doers as well. If we're just a doer, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful this morning for another wonderful day you've given us. We're excited about being able to live our lives in wholeness, Father, trusting and believe in you that things are changing in us. You have blessed us with all spiritual blessing, Father. You've blessed us to be able to be a body of believers that loves one another, but we love you more than anything else. And because we do, we see ourselves moving forward in you. God, we continually see ourselves being built up. We continue to see the body being built up and edified. We see the body, Father, God, continually prospering together and believing you uh, for great things. Father, we trust that every person that you've sent to Center Point Christian Fellowship, Father, that, that we are here for such a time as this to see change happen in us individually, but also collectively. And guys, we've seen each other grow over the years and seen each other have different experiences in life over the years and, and seen each other go up and down and sideways, Father. We've seen each other go through situations and we've been there for each other. As we've done so, Father, we've been able to see the body huh, fitly joined together, doing the work of the ministry together inside the house first and foremost. Then we'll go outside the walls. But God, we praise you and thank you right now. The body of Christ is not just a consuming body, but it's a producing body. 
And we praise you for that now in Jesus' mighty name. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.